Hey everyone, and welcome to the PT Podcast, brought to you by Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, Texas. I am your host, PT. A little under the weather this morning. Got a little frog in my throat, <laughs> and I can't seem to find him. So, anyways, I'm here with my podcasting partners, the redheaded Irishman Todd Bergen. What's up, Todd? Good morning, everyone. I'm doing good. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. You look great. Thanks, sir. Thank you're, you. You're almost to the level of the next guy I'm about to introduce. Oh, really? Yes. The no bald way. beauty himself, Steve Howard. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? There's that peaking that I was talking about. Yeah. You're doing good. He's doing really good. Uh, so here's the here's the process. I want you to um, to get this image of me. Here we have all of this beauty enwrapped and in, 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 enthroned in this one man named Steve Howard. Um, and he's got... He's covering up the beauty. He's he's got he's his got hat, a hat on. on today. Yeah, what's up with the hat? Yeah, the, the glory cloud has departed. I didn't <laughs> shave my head this week. So what? Yeah. Oh, neither have I. I don't think you shaved your face either. You got a beard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never shaved my face. What the so. what the question Amen. is? Did you shave your back? That's what I want to know. No, oh, only oh, do that. Oh. Only do that um, when we go on, uh, you know, Tour. special trips, vacations. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't want to know why, but that's yep. fine. Yep, like this is still anniversary a coming show. up. I got an anniversary coming up next next month. <laughs> got to shave the back for that. Oh, 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 oh yes. good grief! Oh Lord, I'm I sure. almost want to use this one for that one. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I, I understand. I, I feel your pain. I have not as well. I'm at the same place. I'm. Oh, you haven't shaved either. Ha-ha. No, no. So it's it's coming yeah. in quite thick and full, except the parts that I really would like for it to come in thick and full. I don't know if this is like the um, it's the comedy of life where you grow hair in the places that you don't want hair, and the places that you want hair, you no longer grow hair. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so it seems to it me transfers. That, that's right. It seems to me like this is not it's not fair. The older that you get, you lose the hair. I'm a poet and don't know it. Did you hear that? It's not fair. The older that you get. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm tooting my own horn at this point, and I'm not even <laughs> sorry about it. That was pretty good. I'm going to write a song today about losing hair and it's not fair. That's right. But you don't care. Man. All right. Yeah. Bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Ache Break Your Heart. <laughs> oh, man. That stinks. Don't lose your hair. It's not very fair. Mm. Don't think anybody. I like that. I like that. You got my rhymes. I was waiting for your own original rhyme there for you, Steve. So here, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, today, man, we're going to have such a great time. Um, We're addressing an incredibly misunderstood couple of words in church culture. Uh, But before we do this, I want to play a game, guys. I want to play an awesome game called What Does Your Service Look Like? I'm going to let this song just ruminate in your spirit right now. Feel that? Mm. Oh, yeah. Deep, deep. Yes, yes. I know you guys at home are just feeling this and, and, and jamming Man. with it. So we're going to go with Steve first here. Uh, Steve, you're a worship pastor at Church on the Rock. Yes. I'm in Quitman, Texas. And uh, I know you guys have got a great, great group of people. I know you have a wonderful pastor. I know you have a great yes. worship leader, even um, even though I don't like him with a hat on. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I want you to kind of go through what what does your service look like, man? Okay. Well, of course, like most churches, we start off with a countdown, right? Just <laughs> to let everybody so. know that's watching from home because yep. of some other thing that we're not going to talk about. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, but okay, go ahead. And then, you know, as soon as the countdown's over, you uh, you introduce 
and say welcome and uh and you gotta since everything's online now welcome the ones that are online to tell them thank you for tuning in and then you start with your praise song uh then you go uh into more of um you try to get people going and get them clapping and try to encourage them to um to start entering to praise uh, an attitude of praise get their minds off of all the stuff that's gone on maybe that week get start concentrating on who god is and then uh, you know you transition you know uh, into worship and so usually we use about four songs because we're going to do pastor likes about 20 minutes worth of uh, worth of praise and worship um, and you try to get them to a place um, where they're concentrating on the lord and they're vertically worshiping god um and um and then they're ready to receive the word that's the whole idea of the sunday morning service is to get people's hearts ready to receive the word um and uh try to flow uh, as, as much as possible uh, that way um there's not so many distractions okay that sounds about right. Wow. What I what I recognize it as service usually is. But what but Todd, you are the ag pastor, agricultural pastor, and we've got to differentiate because on yes. the paper it says AG pastor, and everybody that is in the AG knows that means Assembly of God. Oh. That is not what Todd represents. <laughs> Todd actually represents the agricultural pastor here at um, Crossroads Community Church in Lindale, and he is the owner and operator of C3 Serenity Farm. He is the the guy that you go to to see about all the plants and the wonderful growth that is about to happen here at Crossroads Community Church. Amen. So um, what is your, just from an innocent bystander, because you're not a, you don't, you don't right. order I, services, yeah. you don't, you don't do all that stuff. I don't have a title inside the church, so. Uh, when we get here, <laughs> you're AG once, pastor. Once, once I get inside, now. no, no. Once I get in them doors, I'm just just this guy. I'm just this guy, and so that's I not see, true. But oh, okay, yeah, well, that's right. yeah, okay. We always start out the day with a countdown too. It's kind of ironic how every. I wonder if every church does that. That's kind of weird. But anyways, past that, probably not the things. Catholic Church. Is no, it? not the Catholic. Oh, hey, <laughs> you don't know, man. I don't know. You don't know. They, they use might. bells. They use Father bells. Murphy, man. I'm just telling you, he may put down the the ten ten count. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Don't don't generalize here. Go ahead. Anyways, um, so we do a countdown. Yes, we do definitely a countdown, and then I think we usually have about four songs. I've never really noticed if it's kind of one of those things where they start out fast and then we end up slow, but. I definitely know that it's usually about four songs. Unless PT's on a roll, he'll throw a monkey wrench in there, and you watch the guys at the soundboard kind of look at him like, I, I, I don't have those words. Hold on. Yeah. 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 But it's okay because I like it that way. I would rather have it not scripted. <gasps> because really, I mean, what? here's the deal. I mean, we want to worship the Lord, so we want to get to that music right away. <laughs> I love that you said that. All right, so anyways. So yeah, uh, so after that, I mean, once we get done with the songs, we always go into offerings and a uh, few uh, notifications. And then we get into the preaching. Yeah. Yeah, amen. I've always said, and I'll re restate it often, that any idiot, and I, and I, and I love everybody that's out there, but any idiot can construct a worship service. Because it, it is essentially four parts. Welcome, songs, offering, sermon. 
Really? Sure. I never noticed that. Sure, yeah. yeah those That's the way it seems. <laughs> Get that worship going on. All this time, I've been... Are you being sarcastic with me, you, you, you <laughs> bald, beautiful stars. man? All right. So, yes, and, and obviously we have, we have um, compartmentalized a little bit, mm. but, and we do it for different reasons. And I know that, like what, what Steve was talking about, you've given different reasons why we're doing the things that we're doing. And I don't think that it's birthed out of bad motive to be together to like for, for our countdown, I can justify just in one sentence, uh, people talk period. Right. And so if you don't, you know, say, Hey, we're about to, we're about to start up that countdown kind of brings them in there and get them together. Mm-hmm. Even if they're out, you know, in their kitchen cooking and they hear the countdown about the end. Yeah. Out, mm-hmm. They're, they're in the running cafe, in there ten- drinking their coffee. See, I get this view of everybody anxiously awaiting, you know, crossroads service to start. I, I think that's probably crap, but <laughs> no, it's the whole flock sitting yeah, right. out in the, in sure. the front foyer. Sure. Going, hey, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm, it's a meet and greet. That's probably the most idiotic thing I've ever thought of because they could go in during the week and watch it just the same. So nobody is, there's no urgency there at all. I understand this, but I, you know, the optimist in me is thinking somebody is at home and they're anxiously awaiting to, to get involved and get it there. And, but to be mm-hmm. honest with you, you know, we're, I know what America calls, worship service you know i know Mm -hmm. what they say it is i want to go to our foundation scripture today and i'm going to keep it short i'm not going to go you know a whole chapter today and i know that's a miracle i know that people are yeah i'm pretty yeah audience i I know i know man i I don't maybe i'm maybe i'm backsliding well you're under the weather that might be it yeah I don't, or maybe that scripture just says what it needs to say. I think that's and probably, just, yeah. I think it's probably a combination of both. <laughs> but here we go. Um, Romans 12, guys, go there and it says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay. So I I think that the Bible is all throughout the Bible. You're going to see exampleship of what worship should be, but we're getting to a place in our society where it's, it's the, it's getting a little muddy. Um, Well, I say a little muddy. Um, It's getting a little crappy in the water. Um, because I think the definition is being watered down. I think, I don't know. I know what my definition has been throughout the years and what I've concocted in, in, in my own, uh, quote unquote order of service. Um, but I think there's more to it. And that's why we brought in this guy who has done immense study in this. He's, he's written, uh, I, I say a book on it. It's not necessarily a book. It's just notes on worship. He says he's thought about like it. a book. Yeah. Looks like it. Definitely. But, but it is absolutely one. Of, he's he's got a great outlook on what I believe is true acts of worship, and he's a good friend of ours. He's been here with us before in week two. Radical provision with his wife. Dean. Amen. Jim Patton mm-hmm. is here, and he is going to be helping us today to define some great, great, great worship. Yeah. All right. And you notice he doesn't have a guitar. What? I know. What's up, dude? I, I don't even know how this works, man. How are we going to talk about worship without a musical instrument in your hand? I, it, it's Maybe Kim. he's got a harmonica in his pocket. <laughs> Can it happen? Is it is it is it possible? Is there a harmonica in your Kazoo. pocket? Kazoo. Kazoo. There you go. <laughs> Here goes the sign from Jim's part. He's like, Where, well, how did I get involved with these bunch of goofs? Yep. Jim, good to have you, man. Thank you for coming, bro. You're welcome. Uh, 
One of the statements that stood out to me um, in radical provision is that uh, you're never going to see God come through if you haven't stepped out of faith to see him come through or put him in a position to come through. And do you think that our attitude towards worship needs to convey that same sentiment, that our lives, you know, uh, belong to him and that kind of stuff? And one of the reasons why we see our churches in the condition that it's in, that it's so plotted out and coursed out that we, we've we've kind of muddied the waters on what worship really looks like. When I uh, when I first uh, did this study, um, I was with uh, our friend Winky Prattney, and we were with a guy named Michael Brown, who was uh, uh, was he had a, a a school in in Brownsville. Oh, Doctor Michael Brown. Yeah, we were yeah. With Michael Brown, and I oh, asked. Oh, wow! Him, and I and so because this was brewing in my head, I asked him uh, about about this topic and uh, the idea. <laughs> Sorry, we're we're in, we're engaging and indulging in coffee as we, while we were talking. He said the word brewing, and yeah, he said brewing, and they're all of a sudden they're pouring. Now they're trying to pour it under the table so you can't hear. How it, was but. how was the rule there, man? That's that's pretty cool. I told you to silence your cell phones, and now we're pouring coffee. I'm such so, a hypocrite. Uh, but basically, I asked him about uh, worship and leading into the question that you're talking about as as a, a life, a way of life, and he said that basically that's. Um, how did he say it? He said it's like saying uh, it's it, it would be like saying you could uh, be saved without repentance. Oh, um, mm, whoa! Yeah, that's so, what Doctor Brown said. Yeah, yeah. So, so worship is not something that's uh, an option for the for the Christian, and it's not uh, it's not what it's. <clears throat> my study has shown that it's not what most people think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it definitely uh, plays into your life. Well, it has to. Yeah. I mean, according to Romans 12, 1, that's the reasonable act of worship, right? Right. Right. So, well, so there's, uh, anyway, yeah, that, so yes, it plays into your life. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what well, If you're putting position, and what I'm saying is positioning <laughs> ourselves in a place to where we're seeing God move in our life. I think a lot of times the definitions that we employ in our culture, they, they demean or they put us to a place to where we're not expecting God to come through or right. we're not looking for him to come through or we're not desperate. And I think that's more, that's probably more of the problem. Um, and that, that is a, that's a line of, a line of thought that has happened throughout all the podcasts that we've done so far, mm-hmm. except for the first one, which is just goofy. But um, <laughs> the, the, the line of thought that comes through with most churches is that we've, we've now got such a structure that we're not looking for God to do anything outside of that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, and I'm wondering if that is, if we're getting to a place to where, and I, we're not already getting there. I think we've already arrived there to where we've put a box or tried to put a box on the ultimate and eternal creator um, and said that you have to conform to our pattern or it doesn't work. And I think Romans 12, one and two is, I, I, I think for our foundational scripture is defining a very big so i guess that behooves us right now in your studies and all the things that you've done and and, and going into and i've seen this this massive pile of paper that's on here um and I, i'm i'm actually pretty excited about what brought you brought it just in case i understand <laughs> i understand I, I have it all on file here so i want you to oh, understand okay. that's probably the same thing with me but um in your studies um what have you come to understand worship actually means well let me just say this first of all the the, the fact that i've studied this um you know, in Second Timothy, it tells us to study to show yourself approved 
unto God a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. So it has to be done right. You got to do it right. Right. Mm. <laughs> so imagine uh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the, the topic Go that figure. we're well, uh, let me back up. My I I started um, my interest or my conflict. <laughs> Uh, with this word really started about 30 years ago. Oh, well. Um, I was, uh, Dee and I were at a, at a church in Southern California. We were the, um, the, the youth pastors and we were on the worship team. The, the worship yeah. team. Yes, we were on the worship team. Those now, of you that are churchgoers, you understand what that means, right? Right. Yeah. Now, sadly, I, to be, to be, uh, what's, what's the thing when you, full disclosure, the full disclosure was, uh, this particular church, um, the music was so bad <laughs> that wow. on Sunday mornings I would just sit with my head in my hands and my, my knees on my on my on my hand, elbows on elbows my knees. knees. And, yeah, and I would just sit and you'd sit you know, there and be like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and D thought probably I was doing that so that people would think I was praying. When, and I thought, oh, that's a good, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's oh, it was an afterthought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the music was wow. so bad that I, the only thing I could think of to do was ask him if we could be on the worship team so that I wouldn't have to sit and listen to it. <laughs> and and uh, That's one way to get people on your worship team. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, wow. and possibly we could somehow add something to the mix, I don't know. But <laughs> a funny thing was during the, we would uh, meet uh, once a week for rehearsal. Um, although the worship leader made it very clear, because I, I thought we needed more practice because <laughs> we were just so bad, <laughs> and he said, "No, I don't. I don't want to practice and get good because uh, I want to. I want to be sure that if the Lord moves on Sunday, it's because of Him, not because of us being so good." That oh, oh wow. So he he thought he had this idea that if we were too good, we would somehow hinder God from moving. I guess, or I I don't know what the, the thing was. But during the during the weeks. Uh, I, I made it a point. I, I decided I was going to do this. And so uh, we would do our, we'd always do our practice and we'd take a break in the middle, have some donuts or something, you know. And so I, I decided that each week I was going to talk to one person on the team. And so I went uh, each week and I talked to them. And, I, and the, the main question I asked them was, I go, is this the music that you listen to at home? Mm. Oh, wow. Not, What'd they say? Not one person said yes. Of course oh, not. Ouch. This In is the fact, music that when they hear it at home, they change the channel. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or just yeah. turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I, in fact... Who is this dying cow singing? In fact, the last the last one I asked was the pastor's <laughs> wife. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. I, I said, so so what do you listen to? She says, oh, at home I listen to Petra. Petra? Yeah. I like Petra. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. Okay, well... But it wasn't what you were listening to... But the point is, none of us listened to the music that we were performing on Sunday mornings, mm. and none of us really liked it. Okay. So I, that, so that was the first thing. That's really, what triggered your mind to yeah, say, so, well, this doesn't, then well, what's if, worship? Then who, well, no, it was like, well, then who, if none of you like it, who do you think in the congregation likes it? What, right. I don't mm -hmm. understand Who's why, it appealing to? Why, why are we doing these songs? Because they were worship tunes. Uh -huh. by, by definition. Well, right? That's how you worship God. Yeah. And so I struggled with that for a long time. Now, I'm, I'm a kind of guy, I'm not very, um, I'm not very emotional. And, and it takes uh, a lot to, to move me emotionally. Um, and, and the same is true with music. If it's, 
it, it takes a, a really what to me is a really good song to move me one way or another whether right. it's a sad song or a happy song or whatever mm -hmm. my my emotions are moved by music that i enjoy <laughs> so mm -hmm. when uh, <clears throat> so about well, let's skip ahead maybe 15 years or so, whatever, and we moved here to Lindale, and I attended a church here in Lindale, and uh, it was kind of the same. The music was a little, it was a, a few steps up quality-wise. It was, it, was, it was better, but um, I, I still was curious about the songs and the music because uh, everybody was really into it. You know, they would really get emotional when they would listen to these musics. And and if the crowd wasn't responding properly, um, the the music guy might say something like, now, come on, you guys, you go to a Cowboys song and you get all excited. Cowboys game, yeah. Yeah. And, I, to, and the first thought that popped into my head was you get excited because something's happened. Mm. Mm -hmm. I get excited when God's moving. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't sure. necessarily get excited when the music you like isn't the same music that I like, or, or you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I, and and I, I and I did a, a thing similar. I started asking people, you know, well, I didn't, I didn't have to ask. I, I, I was able to just kind of get it out of them easier without being direct. But basically, what I came to find out from talking to people was, uh, you know, the question is, how do you know it was a good worship service? How do you know that worship was good? And what I began to realize was the kind of the response I get. Again, I didn't ask him directly. I just would talk to him, and I could, I could, you could suss this out pretty easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, a good worship service was one that moved me. Mm -hmm. Right. If I felt something, mm -hmm. then then it was a good worship service. I, I remember asking that same question when I was a, a kid. After one of, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm going to say his name because he would he'd enjoy this. When Grandpa got done one service. And people were really happy about the way the service went. What had happened was we had gone to a particular hymnal, which I won't talk about. But <laughs> <clears throat> and one of the things that happened was we went to this song, and there was one lady that would sound, and I think I've told this to you guys before, but there was one lady that would sound the alarm. What, what I mean by that is she would begin to, woo, I can't do it today because my voice is shot. <laughs> but she began to, to kind of scream out to the, to the Lord. And I, I'm sitting there on the third row with my grandma, Second row or third row. It's the one right behind the first row. So it's the, the second row. And <laughs> she'd begin. And then she'd stand up and, and start singing the song. And during the song, and it's, and it's a peppy song. I think it's um, uh, Jesus Hold My Hand or something like that. And so she starts doing her thing. And everybody starts running up to the altar and, 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 and crying out. And then there'd be three or four of them that were sounding the alarm. There'd be another guy that'd be dancing in the aisle. And there'd be another guy that'd be shouting glory. And Grandpa would be shouting glory. And... So afterwards, I'm you know as a as a seven eight year old, I'm I'm freaking out just a little bit. I've never heard anybody sound the alarm. Thing hair on my <laughs> my arms standing up and everything like that. I'm holding my grandma's hand, freaking out a little Don't bit. Let go, grandma. Yeah, and she's like, "It's okay, honey. It's okay. It's just the Lord." And I'm like, "What is he doing to these people?" You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and I remember um, afterwards saying, "Well." You know why is that? What does it make it? What makes a good service? And one of the things was we know it's a good service when the preacher doesn't preach. Oh, I heard that <laughs> before. And I'm like, okay, oh. so that means that we all ended up in the altar and we were. I know what they meant, but that's right. mm -hmm. we right. know it's a good service when Grandpa don't have to preach. And I'm like, right. oh, okay, so uh, that it, it's a 
it, it's a preference then is what you're you're what saying I'm, what i'm saying is it's a it's a self-centered thing Ooh, self-centered Ooh. isn't it yeah that's but i'm so glad you said it i want to do that and say it again it's a it's a self-centered thing yeah yeah i wanted to get the timing down right on that by the way that did was, you do it yes it did okay. it was perfect yeah okay yeah um uh so that that so who are we really worshiping yeah well or or what is worship about you know what mm. i mean and, and you know because you know of my theology that uh if i if i call someone selfish that's that's the worst thing i can say about someone yeah because i i believe that's the definition of sin which is the opposite of holiness or whatever so we were we were on this so so move a few more years ahead and uh, we're on the worship team at the local church here and uh it was it was it was okay it was better because the musicianship was better and me and the the worship leader we would always get in arguments over who was going to play acoustic and who's going to play electric <laughs> <laughs> we both always wanted to play lead and the other one always didn't didn't want to play rhythm so um but um at one point um he said said to me uh just in a conversation and he didn't even i don't he didn't say it in a derogatory way he was i, I think his mindset was certain people I, i'm thinking this is what he was thinking that certain people should be on the the platform uh engaged in worship and some shouldn't not not just like some should be farmers and some shouldn't or whatever i mean some should be in a choir some yeah. definitely should not be yeah right, right. Mm -hmm. and and so he said to me you're not a worshiper mm. oh and, huh? yeah told you and that so, yeah yeah wow. so okay. so i thought well i did, did that hurt i would think not so. particularly no no well it, it, i mean it i know i can't me. sing but you're yeah, not a worshiper. Yeah, I, I would probably get pretty upset about yeah, that. Well, I, didn't, yeah. I, just, I would I, take that as offense, probably. Well, I, maybe I did. I don't remember. But it, it moved me. This is like 10 years ago. Right. Because I, I think I did this study in 2011. And so I thought, well, maybe I better find out what that means. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if you're being told that you're not one, and you know in the Bible it's talking about those and that I'm worship, worship to, in spirit and truth. Yeah, then, yeah. then yeah. maybe like, I better what find What am out. I not doing? Huh? Right. Right, what am I doing wrong? So I went and I started this study. It took me quite a while. I went, basically what I did was uh, I went through the entire Bible, Old and New Testament. I looked up, uh, using a concordance, I looked up all the, the words having to do with, well, I did actually two parts, but the first part was looking up worship and i look you know worship worshiper worshiping worshiped any derivative you know, any derivative of worship mm -hmm. right and so uh and i have those definitions here they're i don't know if you're going to want to hear them or not but i have those definitions and then when i yeah finish, let's go ahead and hear them well let's, they're written in hebrew let's hear a few well yeah well, but I he can tell english the english translation. Tra english translation i'm sure he knows oh, how to okay. use a lexicon yeah. yeah well the second part was i and the second part i did was on music and singing mm. which is but as it pertains to what we're talking about here um let's hear the, the definitions of worship okay here's it here's the uh, old testament um words i've got let's see uh one two three four 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 words uh, they're all hebrew except for one which is aramaic the book of daniel was not written in hebrew it was written in aramaic, aramaic so, yeah. So, yeah they have a different word there babylonian persian captivity you don't know it was help help out on that yeah go ahead yeah. so um and these are just uh numerical uh, you know the uh, the concordances Strong. have, yeah, they have words and numerical. It's, so, I, 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 excuse me, alphabetical. Well, you can do it either way, I guess. But uh, the the alphabetical 
thing is doesn't work for me because I can't speak Yiddish <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, you might be able to if Holy Spirit enables you. Yeah, but that's I don't, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I just use, uh, use the Greek and Hebrew numbers. Uh, so the first one was uh, now one, that would have made for an interesting podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unlike this one. No, this is great, but so, I'm just saying it would be funny. Go ahead. Okay, so the first one is uh, it's the Hebrew number in the in the. In the Strong's Concordance, which I have right there on the floor, uh, it's too big for the table. It's massive, <laughs> so exhaustive. It's yes. strong. Just to pick it up, it's exhaustive. <laughs> it exhausted me. I remember it in. those yeah. in college. Uh, so the first one is a, a word that the English uh, pronunciation of the the Hebrew word is mishmer, mishmer, m i s h m e r, mishmer, and uh, it it means to watch uh, or to act like a sentry or like a post. Um, like uh, to keep something safe, it has to do with observance. Oh, wow. uh, this is not used very often, but this is this is one of the words, uh, and it's a derivative from uh, a word which has to do with again being a guard, uh, like a, a prison guard mm-hmm. or a warden or something like that. So yeah. that's that's one definition, which just by the way doesn't have anything to do with music um <laughs> i think we'll probably find a common thread on yeah these definitions, this is what, right? we will let yeah. me let me ask you a question it just means because to guard or watch or you know consensus if we were to run through these definitions and look at this because i know you've done a consensus report on what that definition should look like if mm-hmm. you were to sum up and all these definitions what worship is in in a in a sentence or in a paragraph even i don't care about that what do you think that would be well, it depends. Like, let me show Todd since he's here. Okay, the, you uh, help with that book? No, I just was going to show you. Careful, you might throw out your back because yeah. <laughs> because there are. <laughs> he's uh, picking up the strong exhaustive well, concordance. It's hard to show him while, while I'm talking, but okay. The uh, worship. The this is Old Testament, and you see this number seventy-eight twelve. Right. Mm-hmm. That that goes down, and that keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. These other numbers are just in here uh, briefly, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, and then when you get down to the New Testament, it's uh, the Four. Hebrew word forty three fifty two. So you can see it's mostly those two words, right? Uh, worshipped, worshiping. So the two numbers are again. Well, uh, uh, seventy eight, seventy eight, seventy eight, twelve, which is this one that says uh, um, it means to prostrate, uh, especially reflexive. Uh, in, in homage to royalty, to bow down, crouch, mm-hmm. fall down, humbly beseech, uh, to make obeisance, to do reverence, make to stoop, or to worship. Um, wow. Then the, mm-hmm. and then the. That's uh, powerful, man. That that one was. Uh, that's Old Testament. That's Old that's Testament. That's Old Testament, and that's the that's word. That's 7812. Yeah, that's the one that's primarily uh, used. Okay. In, yeah. In the. Uh, and then the uh, the New Testament, there's several words, but again, the one that's most prevalent is this: uh, the Greek word uh, number forty three fifty two. Forty three fifty two. Okay, and the meaning of this is to kiss, like a dog licking his master's hand, to fawn or crouch. Oh, there's some commonality there. Yeah, 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 for sure. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it. Um, it usually is with the. Well, we don't get all that stuff, but it gets into the language a little bit more but um so those are the two the two main ones hmm. and so i i looked up the definitions of the words and then i went through and i looked up 
Sorry. It's okay. You broke the concrete, but no big deal. Dropping the exhaustive coordinates on the book. <laughs> um, uh, so I went through and and looked up every verse, and I actually have them all printed out because I wanted to see uh, how they were the context, how, the context, yeah, you know how they were used in context. And now there's a um, a biblical uh, uh, people. Uh, Bible scholars have told me, because <laughs> I'm not one, but I've been told that there's a, a rule called the, the rule of first use, uh, whereby in the Bible, the first time a word is used gives you the, that's the starting place. That's what that, that's yeah. what it means. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So the first, the first place um, in the Bible where the word worship is used, and this word, uh, the number H, uh, H7812, uh, mm -hmm. that Hebrew word, um, the verse is Genesis 22, 5, and it says, Abraham, <clears throat> Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. So they got a band together, and they put a band together, and they started to do a worship set right. for the, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. not what No, it, that's no, not well, what they did it with the donkey, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is an incredible an incredibly powerful thing to start with. Sure, yeah. yeah. What was what was he told to do? To stay with the donkey. Yeah. No, but what was Abraham told to do? Why was the the, the servant? Why did he have to stay with the donkey? What was Abraham going to do? He was going to go offer his son. He's going to offer his son a sacrifice. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. To offer Isaac. You talk about sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. Romans twelve is mild. <laughs> He's going to obey. Which I mean that. But it has to do with the idea of sacrificing. This was the the most important most meaningful thing in his life he'd waited over a hundred years to have a son to have yeah. a son and even tried to rush the hand of god on it a couple yes. times yeah, well, yeah because yeah. it was that important to him yeah and so the first thing that god told him to do was to <clears throat> not the first thing the, the the thing in this scripture was he told him to take him and sacrifice him mm -hmm. yeah and now the the kid they, they say that the child was not a baby he was probably some he was probably in his teens old mm -hmm. enough to carry wood he was old yeah. enough to carry wood. He was at this at this point, no doubt, bigger and stronger than his dad. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. So it's not yeah. like his I dad was going to force. I didn't either. His not. It's not like his dad was tied him up and said, "I'm going to take you up and go sacrifice you." So Isaac was having to comply as well. Yes, and he willingly. Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, as it goes, he laid down. He laid down his life. Then. Then he was tied up, and he was, and and, and oh, we could get into him. this. Is yeah, that's a different part. podcast, right there. No, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, the yeah. Mm -hmm. podcast is that that to find out if it was if he really was that committed. He had the knife. He raised his hand. See, I know by your look to me right now, yeah, that you're when he raises his hand, God interrupts and goes, "Okay, stop." I know. Now I know. So I, I that's a, a totally that is another that's part. coming up. Yes. Yeah, we've got another podcast, podcast coming June. up. But 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 the the, the, the willingness to do it is yes. what you're saying was well, worship. And that's yes. Well, and and that's that's what he he said I and the lad will go and worship. So you're right. He didn't say okay, a one a two, a one, two, three. And he didn't start up the band. And they, they didn't, didn't have a mariachi band right there around the altar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't Playing even, just as I am while yeah, they're they about to kill the They didn't even do a slow song. song. They didn't do yeah. any song. They didn't. And, and what I was, what I discovered through all this was 
Uh, I should have counted how many. I probably have it in here. I probably counted how many verses there are. But um, of all these verses, there is not. Let me take Daniel out of the picture. Other than you know all the Hebrew and the Greek, there's not one instance where worship is tied to music in the Bible. So, just out of curiosity, why would you say take Daniel out of the picture? Uh, because th uh, that's uh, because th that one uh, did have something to do with music. <clears throat> Excuse me. What was I mean? There was music mentioned in this and that portion of the story. Right. It's not saying that was the worship, but I mean that's the only only place I could even find music. In so in all of scripture, there's only one place that mentions worship with, along with music. It yeah. wasn't talking that, right. it was defining that, it was just saying that music was not the defining characteristic of worship throughout all of scripture, except for that one spot. And even right. then it wasn't defining worship, it was just saying. No, it was just, it was during that. And that's and that's one of the, you know, as you know, we've had this discussion, many people, uh, if you try to explain this to them, they'll say, yeah, but I can worship while I'm singing. Yes, you can. Yep. You can Daniel worship, says you can do you that. You can worship yeah. while you're plowing the field. You can worship while you're... Anyway, you can worship <laughs> because, of it, because yeah. of it being a life experience. Right. I was going to say something a little more rude, but I won't say it. You can worship while you're on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Sitting on the toilet. Um, this, Sitting on the toilet. Sits <laughs> on going the back throne. to your question about <laughs> about applying this into your life. That's you know, And here's, here's what I would say... Uh, Looking at the definitions and, and all this, if we want to say uh, what is, first of all, the, firm, the, the, the phrase worship service is redundant. It is. Because really. Service is worship. Service is the, the, the true definition. So if we have, a, if we have a, a, a cleanup day around the church and the men of the church give up their Saturday to come work and clean up the church, that's worship. Yeah. Self-sacrificing. It's presenting your body a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You're serving. You're you're yielding your life to Him, saying, "My life is yours." Do it now. Okay, so I, I don't know how far we want. Well, to go. no, I mean, you know what I would like. Uh, I would like. We should have done this before I started, but I would like you because you went to college to study this stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I would like you to to tell to kind of give a background as to what. You learn in Bible school about worship. Okay. Well, and, and Steve could corroborate because we were together on this a lot. Yes. Well, when I, when I understand every Bible school will teach you Romans 12, 1. Yes. They'll, they'll say worship in spirit and in truth. And they'll, they'll, they'll allude to the teaching that worship is not music solely. Hmm. But what they will teach you in music and worship class yes. is how to construct a set that will move people to being open to receiving the word. What's yeah. a set? Now, a set, a worship set, like a list of songs. Yes. Okay? I know, but a lot of people don't know what that is. Yeah, so, so. Um, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm glad you're doing that because I, I, I sometimes a take for granted what, yeah, a set of songs that it's a, it's a list of songs that are compiled usually from fast to slow. Yes. You know, you'll go from the fast song, you know, Love Jesus Higher, whatever, you know, I don't know. I could tell you what my set was. And I could tell you how they they critiqued me on trying to get it. And so really, were, I think you were critiqued just already just on the set list. Well, m the one that I attended was a workshop. It, okay. it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, it's a class. It's a, it's a, it was a class, but it was a workshop. Okay. And so what you do is you would get the, the instrumentalists that were behind you. And what it was doing was trying to teach you how to communicate to the team on how to play stuff. Hmm. But the critique was also where if, if you didn't, if it wasn't flowing 
Yeah, had the flow. You had to, you had the flow. So that means you would Meaning, have to. What does that mean? Well, that would mean that if you you started a fast song, that that next song would need to flow to the next song. How? Well, it could be the same key, could be the same yeah. tempo, anything that or would both. hold that. Anything oh, that yeah that brings it together to make. No, it's it. built off of obvious. You know, any any good musician, and you know this because you are one. Any good musician that plays in front of an audience is is cognizant of who the audience is. Yeah. But this is where I think we get dangerous territory because we make worship a performing thing instead of a service thing. And it becomes now a personal preference on whether or not I like it, like what you said. And then, and then that therefore becomes divisive because mm-hmm. one person over here likes the Beach Boys, another person over here likes Muse. Okay, and these two things are vastly, incredibly different. Okay, yeah. and so you get these two people that are like, "Well, I didn't worship today. Why? Well, because they didn't play my type of song." Right. Yeah. And in music and worship class, what they tried to teach you was, "Okay, well, you're going to try to hit everybody that you possibly can, but realize that it's not about them. It's about the Lord. You're wanting to present this to the Lord, but you want it to flow so that they don't get distracted. Yeah. And you want it to have certain blending of songs so that Blend it'll the hit songs. Yep. The hymns. That's what I was going to ask you because this the pastor at that church we're at. He, 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 I, I had the discussion with him. He says, I just want music that appeals to everyone from nine to 90. Yep, How in the world do you like do that? Pastor. That's what I asked him. And so that's, is this what you're you, you can't, talking about? You cannot do that. My grandpa used to say this and I'll, I'll repeat it to the day I die. You could please some of the people, some of the time, all the people, none of the time. And there is just no <laughs> way that, listen, I have, I have one objective in my life to, to, to perform. And that is to, to be fully conformed to the image of his son. So how did they deal with this in your class, though? How did they? Well, did, they or, would critique, but I want to finish that, that thought. Oh. What, what, what we're doing is we're, we're taking this, this attitude and we're saying, I know that you're offering your life a living sacrifice. But one of, the, one, of the, one of the main keys was you're going to serve others by presenting this package of music. They called it worship, and they did. They praise called it, worship. this is praise and worship. Right. And they would say that the fast songs were praise. Yeah, and they'd say the slow the songs gates with Thanksgiving into his courts with praise. So that's, praise was Thanksgiving. They kind of based and, it off of what people would do whenever they went, you know, you were in, in the, the same tabernacle. Classes? Oh, he had to go. Yeah. Everybody had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were in, into his gates with Thanksgiving, his courts with praise. That's what they would do when they would start going into which, the. I got to be honest with you. If you take that one scripture and you read the whole thing in context, it isn't. I don't think it means what you think it means. You know, that, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, we, we, as a, as a group of people, mm-hmm. we tend to take scriptures out of context and redefine them to look like what we, what we want them to look like. Yeah. We take things out of context all the time. I'm not saying that I've come to recognize it just because in my experience, you're getting, you're compiling a list of songs to get somebody into a mindset or an attitude. Yeah. And in my experience, and, and I'm not going to make a lot of friends on this. In fact, in here, I might not make friends with this. But in my experience, I call that manipulation. What? Where I'm manipulating people into a certain attitude or a mindset. But see, I can relate to that because even in the days when we had, when we did a lot of street ministry, uh, my, my thing was I led the band and... Uh, I don't want to get into all how we did it, but right. the outdoor things, uh, basically, in my mind, I thought the music was the least important thing because I thought the music is basically outdoors. The music is there to draw a crowd. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't think 
that was important. I thought what was important was the was the preaching or the the testimonies. And I'm not saying it in a like a self-deprecating way. That's just what I was called to do was the music and I didn't have I didn't have a problem with that, but I can relate to what you're saying because that's kind of how I thought about it anyway. I I I don't want to eliminate because I've gone there. I, I have gone way off. I, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I can be kind of extreme in the way that I do things. And no, no, yeah. no. Never, never seen that. Y'all shut your mouth right now. You close your <laughs> mouth, you talk to me. Anyways, so, um, but I have gone to the place to where now all music is bad and, you know, in the church especially. I've, I've almost gone, and, and, and please, I don't mean anything offensive, but I've almost gone Church Christ where I'm like, you know, let's just get rid of musicians on the stage sing a, a, a spiritual hymn and just go right into the word I, it, because I think we've made something so important and so God-like in the church that it almost looks like idolatry if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, but my, my, my in this podcast, what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm not trying to eliminate the necessity for worship. What I'm trying to do is say, okay. You mean music? Yeah, I'm, I was going to say. No, is that what I mean doing? worship, okay. the necessity for worship. I'm okay. trying to delineate what that word actually means so that when we do engage in musical settings that we understand that to fully worship in a musical setting what does that mean how does that look because you can you can worship in music oh yes I, i know right now that i can offer my life a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto the lord bow down become less so that he can become greater in a musical setting right i know that and I also know that even with that scripture that says, if I be lifted up, I will draw him an enemy. That is not about praising him. That's about him being lifted up on a tree and dying. Hmm. Okay. So we're not talking hmm. about if I worship in a, in a worship setting with music and, and if I lift him up, he'll just, that's you, you're literally saying if I crucify him over and over again, it'll be, you know, he's going to draw him into him. That's not what we're talking about. What we want to do is we want to present our lives a living sacrifice and, and and engage in that attitude every day, all the time, yeah. everywhere that we go. In music and worship class, what we're doing is, and, I, and this is what I was going to ask you, Jim, do you think that the church, and I love the Bride of Christ, I, I want what's best for them, I want to see them embrace this, because what I think is we're dumbing down the attitude mm-hmm. and compartmentalizing worship and music and praise into this little neat and tidy box and we're negating the most powerful aspect of what worship is. It do you do you do you agree with me well, on that? I, yeah, I think um, for me again, having been someone who didn't grow up in, in church, church at all, and mm. having very limited uh, knowledge of religious words, uh, you know, I, I really uh, it's I started. I guess I got more seriously started uh, studying the word uh, probably 50 years ago. And uh, it's because I, uh, for instance, and I know we've talked about this before, um, I went to church, and in the old days, <laughs> they had two church services. On, and the, the Traditional. Churches, yeah, they had, well, no, they no, not two in the morning. They I went to a church that had three in the morning, but they had two kinds, you know, one, the, the, the Sunday morning service was the worship service. The evening morning was the evangelistic. The was evangelistic yeah, right? I remember so, that. Yeah. So, so I would go to the evening ones, and um, one of the words I would hear is repent, repent, repentance. Now, I, the preacher never defined it. Hmm. He just uh, said it. He just said it. Yeah. And I understand that from his point of view, 
It's kind of like you said, you, know, you you can say to me, let's make up a set, and I know what you mean, but a lot of people... Most people don't know. The audience. Musicians yeah. understand that, but other people don't necessarily know no. what that means. So when they said repent, I just had to kind of... You know, when I was in school, they taught you how to figure out the definition of a word by looking at it in context. Mm-hmm. If, you, if it was a word you didn't know, you look at the context and you could sort of figure it out. So I kind of, by the context, I started, I realized that what repentance was, was feeling really bad and crying and going to the altar and saying, I'm sorry. In the context of a church service. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that's right. the context. Go and cry was, a little bit, feel better about what you did, go back to your seat and, you know, that's Yeah. It. So uh, there's been many words like that. You oh, know, yeah. Uh, sin, love, there are other words that, that I didn't know. And so I had to study and look mm-hmm. to find now i didn't i guess what I, what i'm saying is do you think let me ask you this do you think that the way the church has defined it has hurt the church yes just like these other words by by missing the true definition and here's here's what i would say people i think are uh, can have heard enough scriptures that they would have a conviction that i am supposed to worship yeah so worship worship is one of my duties as a christian however if you think that means going to church on sunday morning and having music that makes you feel good, because if it doesn't make you feel good, and entertained, you, you didn't worship. Well, they, they didn't want to use those words. They would, you know. I, I again, I just watch people. The the ones, it was a good worship service if they felt good, mm-hmm. if yeah. they felt the yeah. presence of God, or however you want to say it. Yeah. So by by allowing that misinterpretation of that word, people are missing out the true meaning of of worship. Well, and I'm I'm guilty because what I what I what I've done is I've made music and worship synonymous. Right. a lot. And I've said, "Okay, well, the the music set we're we're going to go ahead and start to worship now." Right. And what what does that even mean right. to, in a musical aspect as a as a and Well, I, and that's that's where I don't know how if you want me to go down this road, but that's the definition is is has become a real uh, okay, there's a lot of things you know as well as you know. You know me. There's a lot of things I disagree with a lot of people about, and, no, I, uh. and, and I don't. And I don't. I don't usually care. I don't. You know, I can get along with. I can work with people that I disagree with. Uh, the problem usually comes when they find out yeah. that I disagree, because then they find out. Oh well, I can't work with you because I disagree with you. That's usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. So, so I've had that experience, but this is one. With and, me as well, not just with you. With, yeah, with, I think I mean, everybody's some that things way, right? are really important, and you've you've focused on you know you have, have focused on what what it means to be self centered as opposed to being Christ centered. You've you know you've had a, a definition. Some of the definitions changed in your had to. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and so again, the the whole goal is to become fully conformed to the right. image of Jesus. So the problem that's come up in the last, I would say, probably the last six months. I would I, two or three months ago. A couple of months, few few weeks back, someone asked in the Q and A class, "Is is this uh, injection? Is that the mark of the beast?" And I, at the time, I said, "No," because I don't think that is what. Um, but what's happening because of it? You know, there are already places. There are places. Uh, I saw this great protest in in France where. Uh, in France, they I were, saw this too. This is yeah, awesome. Where the yeah. people were not uh, court, you have to have your what do they call it? Passport. Your you had to have mm-hmm. the COVID. You had to have the COVID certificate scene. of vaccination. ID. You have to have yeah. your vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah wow. exactly. Yeah, and so uh, people were not going to be allowed. Me, I want to, to say that louder for the people in the back. You had to have your C certificate of vaccination ID. 
What does that spell, children? COVID. Okay, right. I just want to make sure you heard no. that. And you're hearing it from a PT podcast. This I know you were saying, well, we're not supposed to get political and all that stuff. I'm just saying, listen, it's right there in front of your nose if you just look at it. Okay? Well, and I'm talking about it. there are eternal consequences. <clears throat> Absolutely. Which is why I'm getting serious about this. But in this, in this video, so the people of France were told you can't go into... <laughs> <laughs> Steve's, Steve's trying to yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, Steve. Certificate of vaccination. Hold on, let, let me ID. You getting it yet, Steve? You there yet? Wow. That's, yeah, because yeah, where did the word COVID come from? It's supposedly a coronavirus. Where well, do you get the words? Yeah, but so, that's but, a whole other. In fact, wow. we're going to talk about that. But what I want to well, wait, wait, let me let me. Let I me want you ahead. to finish. Go ahead. Yeah. So so these people were told, unless you have your passport or whatever they're calling it in France. Yeah. Um, you can't go into a restaurant. Right. So the video was That's crazy. a picture of a street. This street was packed with people picnicking. Yep. In They're front of in front of the restaurants. Yep. They don't have any they so don't the have restaurants a, have an ID. No customers, but these people are still eating but and doing fine. So I want to say this That's though. Awesome. Let's let's bring this around because I want you to notice that Nebuchadnezzar with the children of Israel redefined and renamed those kids, Shadrach, Meshach, yes. and Abednego. He right. renamed them. He mm -hmm. redefined them to be something that they weren't. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Right. But I also want you to realize that this happens all the time. Government or people will redefine something in order to make it palatable oh. or or make it more... And I think the you church... Could, oh, man, you, you could go in everything. Everything that the government comes out with, read the name yeah. because it means the opposite. I, I like just, for instance, the Patriot Act, or any any of these, they always use phrases that are the opposite of what they really are. Coming to a podcast in November, by the way, I just okay, like to let you know that. Oh, wow. But <laughs> what I want to make sure and, and say is that we have to be careful that we we take the biblical like what what Jim is talking about here with worship and what the Bible actually says it means and employ that in our relationship yes. to life. Not just stinking church. No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there's, uh, let me read a couple of scriptures from uh, uh, from the book of Revelations. There's, well, I guess I got three here that I wanted to read. In in uh, Revelations 13, 12, we're talking about the the beast, the beast system, which is what most most scholars believe the the beast system. Um, and it talks about the first beast and then the the beast system. It says, and he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and cause the earth and them which dwell therein to worship mm. the first beast. They mm. they got a band, and they, they played music to that beast. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's what that means. And there no. are Verse some 17. bands out there. <laughs> Verse 17 says, And that no man might buy or sell, save that he have the mark or the name of the beast what does that or sound the number like? of his name. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is right now, and it's it's more prevalent in certain parts of the country right now than others, but you can't have a job. If you mm. work for the government, you are mandated to have the take, vaccination. To have the vaccination. So what you're what you're employing is that if it's not the mark of the beast, it's a precursory to the system that's coming. Well, it's necessary for the for the mark of the beast to work. Right. Yeah. They, it's they, precursory. They, yeah. Is. They need they need to put this into account so they can you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to go to a restaurant. You're not going to be able to go to grocery stores. Wow. So what you're yeah. saying is it's time to draw the lines of what worship really means. Yes, because it's because here's what it says in Revelations uh, 14, 11. In case you think I'm overemphasizing this. No, no. Here's I, what it says. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. What is that talking about? The 
We're talking about in hell. I mean, because mm-hmm. some people say this is not an eternal issue. The smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and who and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. You know, I have a buddy. Um, I've, I've told you this several times that I'm going to say it over the year, and he wouldn't mind me saying this. <clears throat> he... Um, his, his name is Mike Richardson. I know he's probably listening right now. <laughs> and I remember we would, we'd, we'd have a little bit of fun with it, but it was really serious when we would have to do something that would take us out of, you know, a commitment that we've made to one another or because of our jobs, he would, he would jokingly say, well, I have to go make love to the beast. And it was our way of referring back to the, yes, those that are bowing down to that idol yes. of, of materialism, any of those things, selfishness in itself, appropriates itself in in different ways whether it be carpet color it can manifest in any it can manifest good or bad things it doesn't even have to be but it calls it a question what are we actually worshiping right yeah and so if you i i just don't know how how to express how important this is uh to to get this idea of out of your head what the church thing's worship is because if it if it doesn't mean what the bible says you got a problem when you get over here to the book of revelations and and it only changes one person at a time so the bride the bride is the bride i i want the people the one person that's at home right now the individual that's sitting at their computer or listening in their car and they're listening to what you're saying i want you to identify as if you've identified worship as a music set or you've identified worship as I'm going to church and I'm going to get fed. Um, these are all selfish ideologies that lead into deeper problems that we're seeing today where now if it doesn't if it doesn't meet my need, if it doesn't make me feel good, if if I don't feel it, it if I if, if if I don't feel it's not real kind of thing. And my problem I haven't heard that one. That's a good one. Well, um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say this that what Jim is talking about is a reckoning. He's saying that you're the church. You were there right there in your seat where you're sitting. You're that person and you're listening to this and you've got to change if things are going to change. It isn't up to your pastor. It isn't up to somebody else. You have to re-identify how you're viewing worship. If you want to be a true worshiper, you have to identify the way that the Bible is saying, you don't, we're not going to do this. We're not going to deduce. We're going to induce. We're going to take the verse and then we're going to match our theology with what the, the verse is saying, actually saying. And so my, my, my problem with what, if, if we make it just a group sentiment, then it'll just become a philosophy. Right. And then it's empty. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if we say, okay, I'm taking what you're saying and I'm going to personalize this. I'm going to go, okay, I've got to get beyond the habit of saying, and I know it seems like it's, it's, um, innocent well and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with standing as, as, as opposed to being prostrate i'm not saying anything with standing no there's nothing wrong with singing songs too or about god we've had that discussion too as far as but it's about lyrics. heart but it that's but that's I, there's nothing wrong with that but it's not worship no it's not the biblical definition of worship i've got to change but can it be a part of it though i mean that's yeah, a part of sure, it. i mean everything see, but that's the, that's where we run into the problem because everybody wants to go oh yeah but but i can and then they and then they forget then they okay the whole, you know what i mean okay so if it it let's 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 take that dynamic because i i agree with you and that's what we said at the beginning i said well it can be but here's the problem if we're going in with personal preference right and we're we're saying that it has to be this way in order for me to 
Okay, then it's not acknowledging the fact that it's a part, right? And that we're actually, but you being an ag, ag pastor, which is, I think, a, a different perspective, um, you know that there's going to be an insane amount of work involved in doing what you're doing. If worship is just song service, if it's just going in there and singing a song, and the only time I ever sing is when it appeals to me, then the only time, if, it, if that's what worship is, then the yeah, only time that I'm ever going to work anywhere else. Even is if, if you're somebody who likes all the songs and sings, the, my point is we have to get out of this mindset because people in the back of their minds, they say, I went in the back of their minds, I went to church this morning and I worshiped. Because I sang songs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that, that negates the responsibility for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or to the, worship so negates the so responsibility. What is worship? It's, it's bowing down. Yeah, it's, it's making it's yourself making less. Homage. Giving yourself you're, a living you're the, sacrifice you're, you know, every day. The dog that loves his master comes up and licks his hand. I mean, this is this has nothing to do with music. Being less. Becoming less so that he can become greater. But, yeah, but you have to have the right master. That's what the scriptures in, in Revelation. You Say can, that again for the people in the back. You have to have the right master. You have to have the right master. The scripture tells us you can only have one master. You're going to serve somebody. You're going to serve somebody. You're 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 going to serve Jesus. You're prepared. Good old Bob Dylan. For <laughs> yeah, you you have to be prepared to to live with the consequences of your actions. And mm-hmm. if that means you cannot buy or sell, if you cannot go to the grocery store, are you prepared to lay down your life for that, or are you going to say it's much easier? I'll just go get the shot. Mm-hmm. Whole other podcast. Right. No, it's not. It's the well, same. It's the same podcast. But because we could go we, into the political ramble. I, we, right. But right. I'm saying. But as far that's as what worship, I'm saying, in recent months, yeah. this has become way more important to me than it used to be. It has to be because now we're talking about worshiping the beast, worshiping idolatry at the, at the. We're worshiping at the throne. Yep. Of but we've made a practice Dr. of it. or whoever you want to. We've you know, made it a practice long before this. I, 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 well, I know, but now now I'm seeing it in a whole more. Intense, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the urgency of understanding what worship really is, right, is upon us because but, we're about to slide into that without even taking a look. I need to know the mistake before I repent, yeah. And so, if I don't say we've made our bed and we're sleeping in it, <laughs> and it's absolutely true, yeah. And I said this last week, and it did get me riled up again. We, we have the leader that we deserve, we have the leadership that we deserve, we have turned blind eyes and accepted things and not not been people of faith right. and not been people of worship to the Lord. And what we've now seen is the product of our blind eyes and our deaf ears and mm. our inability to engage in true and spirit filled worship. It's not music. It's not a service. It's not a church service. It right. is presenting our lives. And until we understand right. what that looks like, then we'll continually have this problem, but we're, we can't fight against what's coming. We know what's coming, right? but we can't awaken to what, the message really is it's about giving your life to him so how yes. do we ma- so how do we make this uh real and and uh, uh important to people well we have to redefine that's the first thing I, I think for the leaders that are listening you have to stop making worship synonymous with a music, music. set yeah yeah i think that's probably and and identify okay praise is not synonymous with worship I could praise the Lord. I can say he's wonderful yeah. and I can glor- glorify him well, with music. Even okay, that. let me ask you this. You've probably, you may have done this before, but uh, what would happen if you had church on Sunday morning and you didn't start with music? What would happen? Well, I, I've actually done that before. 
And how, how, what does that look like? <laughs> People Same way when, just I, when I wore shorts the first time to, to yeah. service, yeah. <laughs> you wore shorts? I know, it was beautiful. <laughs> I was presenting my best. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> again, as a, as a very young convert, you know, within you know weeks, months, you know, whatever, uh, I used to attend a church where I, uh, it was, things used to be more structured than they are today. And I knew that if I came at, at 20 minutes after the hour, I would get there in time for the preaching. Instead of the worshiping of well, the it was, songs. It was, it was choirs and things that I had no interest in whatsoever. I didn't even have any interest in the announcements. You know, you do the music, then the announcements, and then the... And so I would intentionally come late. Now, I don't know what people thought. I didn't concern Coincidentally, myself Jim still does this, by the way. I, 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 you know that. I didn't, I didn't uh, you know, I didn't concern myself with what people thought. I didn't know people thought anything. But looking back on it, people probably were irritated to me that I would walk in the service 20 minutes. Oh, back then, I think they would. But anyway... No, there's no back then. I think people are still irritated. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. And, and, but so, so from, from my standpoint, the music never was... Uh, an, an issue, uh, you know, it didn't matter. I came to hear the, the word. Right. Uh, I've, I, I was talking to Dallas Holmes one time, and he said he said something like that. He said, he said, uh, you know, your reference about how it's a good service if if nobody if the preacher doesn't preach. Mm -hmm. He used to, now he's a musician, right? So oh, yeah. you think he would very good musician? You think he would have the musicians behind? He he said no. He says if we don't have preaching, we haven't had church. Mm -hmm. mm. So yeah, I would, now I know, I know, I know, but but I'm just saying, the 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 the, the time is quickly approaching, where the gathering is going to have to be something different than what we right. identified it to be. And there's nothing wrong with when you have that gathering of somebody. The scripture says somebody brings a song, so somebody brings a song and you do a song. There's nothing great. wrong with that. We praising just, is great. That's part of the equation. We just can't call that worship and expect to be able to stand up against the beast. No, worship is life. The worship is not. It's not an act of, of, of legalism or it's a continual act of communication. I, that's what, well, not only just communication, it's a laying down of your life. It's becoming less so that you can become greater. And I think to your question. To serve, to bow down. That's I mean, right. That's, it's, you could serve the Lord in music. I know I'm, I'm saying on Sundays, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. your expression of worship through the week is what it should be. Well, I, I again, I'm trying to answer the question here. Can it be musical? Yes. I, I don't necessarily enjoy everything about what neither does Jim, but if I believe that I can serve his purpose and love him and become less so that he could become greater in that endeavor, then yes. But I think nursery workers far worship, worship They're far more yeah. than the average person that sits on a pew yeah, that just true. comes in. Yeah. 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 So I think you, you have to say worship doesn't just look one way. It isn't, you can, can it be connected to music? Sure. But it's not, the act of worship. In fact, the preference of the Lord is that you present your body living sacrifice. Yes. So if you're not living, if you're not, yeah, yeah. if you're not presenting your body living sacrifice, well, we'll talk about that in just a second. We could Jim, do it a little different than we could start church out with just planting trees then. We, we absolutely could, or we could, we could go out and no, we, could, we could do service to the community or exactly. how about, how about every day you worship and you come in and this is the exception to the rule. Right, that it's not about what we're doing here as much as it is about what we're doing and out outside. there. Yes, yeah. And I think that's probably more. Let's. We're going to talk about that. I want to get to the song of the week so that we can wrap it up. But Jim, dude, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. For all this conversation, I cannot Where tell can you. Where can this book be found? Well, I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> Would you mind if we? I know you have a, a page file of this. 
What if we made this accessible to everybody that listens to the podcast? I haven't asked permission before now. If you don't want to do that, you don't yeah, have no, to. Yeah, no, I can give you a PDF. If that, or yep. how, would, how would you, is that what you Just a thinking? PDF, yeah. People yeah. could write it. And people could write people in. People can, and well, they can, they can download it if they want to go to the, to the site. They can yeah. just download it's that just, on there. It's not, again, it's not really readable. It's just, unless you just want to read all the scriptures. Yeah. Well, it's like know. dictionary format. Does anybody want to read it's like me asking for sermon it. notes from somebody that preaches a sermon. Like yeah. with Winky, Winky Prattney, when he preaches, right. I love his notes. They're not he makes, all. He sometimes makes those available too. They, yeah, well, so. especially to people that are hungry to hear. But yeah. what I'm saying is if there's somebody out there that wants to know these notes and wants to study up on what worship really looks like, okay. um, and they're hungry for it, yeah, um, can we make I'll, that available to them? Yeah, okay, we're going to put that on our Facebook page, the PT Partner page. Or, you know, the PT partner. Boy, you can tell I'm tired. The PT podcast page. <laughs> All right. Hi, um, partner. And yeah. How are y'all doing? Hi, All right. partner. So today we're going to get to the song of the week. Um, and it's 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 a it's a great song. I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it in its entirety. It's, it's called that the way yeah, it's always it's just, been. It's just a song to, to like, I'd like to clear the air here and there on some thoughts that you might have about the Lord. That's one of the lines. That's kind of See, the tagline. See, now it makes sense because right. we're, we're clearing the air right, right now. Yeah, and Dee suggested this song, so I figured it must be right. So, um. it, <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's a man that's been married for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he realizes Make that way. his wife is usually right. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, here's uh, Jimmy D. Patton with The Way It's Always Been. Listen to the way it's always been. 
thinking of him thinking It's of like feeling him. That was Jim and Dee Patton on their project. I don't think you could find it anywhere, but here. So listen up and you'll be able to hear more Jim and Dee Patton, I'm sure, throughout the the podcast episodes. Um, This is a very sobering podcast. There's some that you leave that that, that make you feel great, and there's some that make you feel convicted. And I'm going to say... If you're at home right now and you're starting to feel convicted, maybe you feel convicted about certain things that you've done or the way you've identified things. I, I want to make sure you understand that there's one of two ways to battle that. You can get mad and angry, turn this thing off and never listen to it again, or you could go and figure out what we're actually talking about. That's why I think it's important that we're offering these notes. You can go and see if Jim is wrong in his assessment on what worship is. You can see if we're off our rocker. We're okay with the questions. We're actually okay with people calling and telling us that we're, we're off. If they're open to understanding what we're actually saying, I think that's that's the caveat. Um, we we need to be a generation now that is not just accepting everything that's coming out of you know popular preachers' mouths, and we need to be a people that are questioning and redefining for our children's sake, for our children's children's sake, um, why we're doing the things we're doing. Um, and I think it's amazing to me that if we're not careful, we begin to define things differently than what the Bible does. And we have to hold to that, to that scripture. We've got to hold to what Holy Spirit meant when He inspired those writers to do it. And um, I, what 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 challenged you today, Todd, about what Jim said? What what things stuck out to you? Well, I wouldn't say anything challenged me, but I definitely, in looking at how we practice uh, during the Sunday uh, with the music coming up, and then going into other topics. I've always thought of music as just being me giving the praise to the Lord. Um, as far as worship, the whole concept of it, it's a puzzle, and you have to have all the pieces. Because in the end, you you can't see the picture unless you have a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Expand on that. What do you what, what do you mean by that? A little bit so, of this, a little bit of that. So when we have when we have the morning sing, I think that's my time to to. Let the Lord knows I, I, I'm not a singer. I, I know it's hard <laughs> to believe that my voice just doesn't come across right, but I have no rhythm, and I'm definitely tone deaf is all get out. And so I know the people around me are like, I wish Todd would shut up. So you're enabling them to worship when they're around you is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm just telling them they, they need to worship a little louder so they can tune, tune me out, you know. Then that way it drowns me out. Everything looks good. And Lord's probably up there going, Thank Even though you. worship has nothing to do with singing, it's presenting it your lives. Right. Right. But let's if if presenting your life means taking, like for me, like I said, I, I'm not good at singing. Right. So if I'm trying to do as best I can, I'm giving that to the Lord. Lord, look, I'm sorry. I, I, you didn't give me a voice. You gave me a, a head on my shoulders to do other things. Singing wasn't one of them. I can't play an instrument. But there's a lot of other things I can do really well. Like? Like grow some stuff. Oh, my goodness. Grow some start stuff. A far, start, we just, a, start a farm. We just, we just tackled right. that problem right there. So it's not about the musical aspect. And the pieces fitting together is what your heart well for me like i know people are saying that you if you didn't if you didn't sing you didn't worship for me if you didn't have all the pieces to it then 
it it does feel there is an empty void. I know some days when we, if I'm late or whatever, I know I'm hardly ever late, but especially since I live here, um, it does leave a little bit of a void. Or if I have to step out of service when you're preaching, I don't. I don't think that we're saying that there's an elimination of musical context. I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the attachment of the word worship to music solely has got to be stopped because that would mean that because you can't sing, because you can't play an instrument, that means you can't worship. Right. That is the way that the world does represent it. Right. But you're saying that I'm, I'm saying it from my own personal, you value process. the, the song yes. and the, and, and the expression of song, because you feel that that is a way that you can express yourself to the Lord. To the Lord. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're saying that I'm worshiping in my way of, I'm going to go out and I'm going to grow some stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah feed um, the people who are hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help them out. That sounds like worship to me. Yep. Becoming less, he can become greater. If I'm going to give a cup of cold water in his name. Amen. If I'm going to give, you know, corn on the cob in his name. Yep. Um, I, I just think we've got to, we've got to eliminate this, this vision of worship as something that happens on a Sunday. And we've got to get to a place to where worship is presenting our lives every moment of every day. What, what do you think, Steve? You're, you're a quote unquote worship leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that this has challenged your perspectives in, in a couple of ways. What What do you think? Um, okay, so for worship, one thing, the very first thing that Jesus tells us when we pray, that prayer is, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name. So that means when every day when you come to the Lord, you're going to hallow his name. You're going to worship him. That is that is a presentation of you're worshiping him. Every day. You're bowing down, like you said. You're, you're, you're giving reverence to Every day. Every day. And then the you make your body as a living sacrifice, that is your offering to him. Whenever you hallow your name, you're offering him. You're saying, God, this is me. I'm offering myself as a sacrifice as as to worship you, Lord. Uh, Use me uh, for your glory today. Let me, like you said, uh, everything I do, I'm going to do as a worship to you. If I'm planning, uh, like... He says, I'm planting, I'm planting seeds for you, God. This is, this is my attitude of worship. We can actually make what we do unto him be an attitude of worship. Sure. It's all attitude of your heart. And it, and just like Jesus said, whenever you feed the hungry, whenever you clothe the The person, when was I in prison and you came and, and you know, and uh, that's what he says. Jesus said, any of the things, these things that you've done, you've done unto me, that is your worship to him so what you do for others can be a worship to him so i think what jim's saying is it's not about the music the music is a tool can be can be a tool can also be hindrance if we're not careful yeah well and and i think a lot of pastors are realizing that professional church it's not it's not it's not what god god's wanting right now he's wanting something new he's wanting something that that's true worship that is uh, where he can come and he can, uh, when the prodigals come in, they can get, and it's going to get messy. Uh, my pastor says, when these prodigals come in, it's going to be messy, but it's going to be, we need to create, uh, be open to what God has in in the church service as worship as well. So not boxing him in just a weekly process or a daily process, but allowing him to be God everywhere, not just on a day-to-day event. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I can I can dig that. I could say that um, I, I'm, I'm pretty fed up with the idea that church can only happen on Sunday. 
Uh, I'm, I'm fed up with the, the sentimentality that I'm showing up to be fed instead of feed. Um, and my, my issue with this whole line of thought with worship, it's almost angry young man-ish. It's, it's, it's saying, okay, and it's not your pastor's job to change. It's your job to change. It's not the worship leader's job to change, although it is if God calls them to change. But if you're sitting there thinking that they have to build a program and uh, an element of, of the service in order to appease your need to change, you're part of the problem. You're yeah. part of the issue. If your day to day is not worshipful to the Lord, yeah, then He's not your Lord. I mean, end of story. If if He's if He's not on the throne of your heart right now, and that's a strong statement, but mm-hmm. it is absolutely true. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. Yeah, and that means yeah, from the moment that you wake up in the morning to the moment that you lay down at night, even during your sleep. I think that we can offer our lives a living sacrifice yes. and that needs to be what, and that's exactly what you're saying here, dude. It's, it's not just, yes, it can have, it's going to happen on Sunday. If we love the Lord, it's organic. It's going to yeah. happen on Sunday. We're going to offer our lives. But if you're coming in with an attitude of what about me? What, what about my stuff? What about my preferences? What about my musicality choices? What about, are you, are, are you playing what I want you to play? Then, then you're making yourself Lord. You, you're making everybody, bend around your will and saying, if I don't have that feeling or I don't have that emotional experience or the, the pastor didn't say what I needed him to say, you've made everything about on a Sunday about you. Yep. And a lot of people are out there going, well, that's the reason why I go to church because somebody sang really good. Or that's the reason why I go to church because they have someplace to put my kids and that way I can go and get what I need at church. There's nothing wrong with getting something that you need. But to make that the Lord and idol of your life to where you can't worship without those things, then that's part of the problem. And I think we're seeing that Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. I think our hearts, my heart, me, individually, conviction there, my heart needs to be every every time I I get up, any time that I'm awake, any time that I'm going anywhere, the attitude of my heart needs to be, Lord, less of me, more of you. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. what does that look like here? You gotta give yourself to him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, uh, great podcast, wonderful time. I, I'm I'm enjoying this every week. You guys, I really appreciate you guys spending your time being with us today. Steve, Todd, thank you guys for being here. Jim, thank you for being here. I want to thank uh, Crossroads Community Church of Lindale for sponsoring the podcast and allowing uh, the opportunity to broadcast from this studio in Lindale. I want you to go out and check out the Facebook page we um, at, at, for Crossroads. It's called at C3 Lindale. That's a capital C, the number three, and then Lindale. You can check out that church there. Um, I also um, want you to check out uh, the P- PT podcast page. That's where the notes will be listed because um, Podbean does not give me an opportunity to attach anything. So I'll be posting it on that actual Facebook page. Listen, if you're going through things or just have some things that you need to talk through, give us a message on Facebook at that PT podcast page. We really want the opportunity to listen and pray with you. And maybe you've never heard about this God and why you should worship him, why you should conform your life to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never heard of Jesus. Maybe you have some questions and you'd like some answers. Listen, I don't know where you're at. I've been there. I know that he's the answer and I want to walk with you through it. So if you give us a message, tell us where you're at. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk with you. Um, if you have questions on how to worship him or, or maybe just want some answers in your own life, um, I, would, I would tell you right now, go ahead and pray to the Lord. 
talk to him right where you're at because he's he's just as anxious, if not more anxious, to talk to you than I am yes. about these things. And then when you're done, if you still have some questions or you have some stuff that you need to talk through, just give us a call or, 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 or message us on Facebook. Uh, next week, we're going to be tackling a really hot topic on worry, doubt, and fear of the unknown. Whoa. Now, <laughs> here's the twist. The Irishman will be gone next week. Oh, yeah, no. Out of town, yes. Going on vacation. So we are bringing in a, a young lady. Her name is Megan. And she's going to be here with us, and she's going to bring in kind of a a, a different perspective, a, mm. a a a womanly perspective, which will be a nice twist to turn from the bass rumbling in your car at this moment. It's going to be a blast next week. I don't, I know you're not going to want to miss it. So until then, uh, this, uh, we're going to sign out. Go ahead, man. This is Todd Bergen. This is Steve Howard. This is PT signing off. If no one has told you, God loves you, and so do I. We hope you have an incredible week this week. We'll see you next time on the PT Podcast.